Welcome to Through the Trauma Podcast. My name is Amber Larkins, published photographer, storytelling expert, visual artist, entrepreneur, speaker, and coach. This podcast was born from one question. How do I get inspiring stories of triumph out to the people who need to hear them the most? Come with me, enter my world where lives are getting changed, heroes are getting developed, and greatness is being achieved. I'm so excited. I have a very, very special guest today that we are going to talk to. This is Miss Naima Kai, and she is a divorce coach. Naima and I actually met at a business thing a couple years ago. We've stayed in touch. We've stayed friends. And I'm so impressed by what she's doing because it is so needed in our community and especially in the culture that we live in. So Naima, thank you for spending your day with me. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I always love having convos with you. So I'm just <laughs> so elated when you said you were doing this podcast and then you asked me to be a part of it and I was even more thrilled. So thank you so much for having me. Awesome. I'm, I'm really excited because my vision with the podcast was to have people that share stories, but then to also have people that are experts. And you have been doing this several years, and I know you're, you've become an expert. You work with a lot of different women, a lot of different stories on that spectrum. And uh, so I'm really excited to kind of dig in and you know get your expertise and just hopefully you can share some real nuggets of truth and help and hope to our ladies that are listening. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, um, that's the desire. That's the goal. And, um, you're absolutely right. I've been in this for a few years, you know, now, and it birthed out of just my own trauma, you know, and my own, I would say trauma to triumph. Right. So uh, I'm just honored that I'm able to use this platform today that we're on and just speak to the people who need what it is that I've gone through and the help that I've been able to offer other women who've you know gone through it. So it's just a blessing. So typically, and I know you have your story and we want to get into that a little bit, but first I just want to ask you like on a broad scale, like on a general scale, you get ladies that come to you that are in the middle of divorce or they're already divorced and they need healing. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I help Christian women release the burden of resentment and disappointment, shame and uh, isolation of divorce and specifically within the church community, you know, so that they can move forward, you know, in their purpose and truly enjoy their life. So there's so much that goes into the divorce process period, right? And it just adds a whole nother layer when you're divorcing within the church community, you know, the isolation and, you know, the shame and the guilt and all of that adds a whole nother layer to the already stressful uh, process and, you know, experience of divorce. So mm -hmm. what I do is I help women through that process. Uh, it was something that I experienced, um, you know, in my life. Just being, you know, the quote unquote church girl, right, from a very young age and grew up in the church and married um, in the church. Um, you know, I, I never like to say I was forced 
to get married at a, a young age in the church, but it was very, very um, highly encouraged. <laughs> I will say that uh, before my time, but I'm going to say before I was actually ready to do so. So, you know, the church has always had a very strong influence um, over, you know, my marriage and um, just, I'm going to say my married life, right? Um, from beginning to the end of, you know, the marriage. So, you know, we, uh, my ex-husband and I, we had real high positions, you know, high positions within the ministry and always worked very, very closely in, uh, you know, leadership with the pastors and things of that sort. So there's a, a certain expectation, you know, if you will, of how you should behave, how you should act, how you should really present, right? Mm -hmm. And so when your life has been built around that expectation, it's really hard to know who your identity is outside of that. So when my marriage of 20 years started to break down, I really had to do some internal work within myself, right? Um, to figure out which way I was gonna go and really what my place was, not only within the church community, but with my place with you know my creator, right? Um, and then also just their place in the world, period, outside of church, outside of my connection with, you know, myself and, you know, and, and God, it was, okay, well, who does Naima want to be in this world? How do I show up, you know, in this world when I'm no longer um, covered by the identity of wife, right? Um, mm -hmm. As well as the cap of a Christian you know, wife in leadership mm -hmm. on top of that, right? So um, that was my journey of understanding who I was and what that, that, what that was supposed to look like at the end of the day, what my life was supposed to look like at the end of the day. So away from all of the judgmental eyes, away from, you know, the family members, because it wasn't just the, you know, my church family, it was also the isolation of friends and family outside of the church too. Right. That's um, that plays a really big role. So like I said before, divorce comes with a lot of different pressures and um, expectations within and without, um, you know, the church, the family, the friends, you know. So mm -hmm. that's what I strive to do is help women overcome, you know, those anxieties, you know, the stress the um, disappointment, all of, you know, the feelings and the emotions that they're having about the divorce so that they can really hone in on who they are as a person and how they want to show up in life and what they want their life to look like after all of this, because there is life after divorce and there's so much strength and clarity, right? And mm -hmm. um, that's one thing that I noticed for myself and other women that I work with, that clarity plays a huge factor. Yeah. I would say like, so your divorce is painful. Divorce is hard. And it doesn't matter if sometimes being married is hard, but divorce is hard for sure. And sometimes you're playing, I feel like that being in the church sometimes adds that extra pressure, like you mentioned, because you're not just going through the hurt and the pain of the separation between husband and wife, but now you're going through another additional layer, which is 
you have people in the church that are just like choosing sides it's human nature we i don't want to call it judgment but it we're deciding yeah. whose side is right. we're on yeah. who are we better friends with and we'll lose friends because if we did things as a christian couple now all of a sudden we're a single person and do does that couple invite me or do they invite my ex-husband and so there's a lot of there's a lot of pressures and i think this is why what you're doing is so powerful because when i went through my divorce i didn't have anyone and i i've spoke about this before but i felt completely alone um because right. we had i don't want to say i was shunned by the church i want to be careful how i put that yeah. my ex-husband had pulled us out of church because he didn't agree with some of the things that was happening at the church um which i think he was dealing with his own internal struggles but when mm -hmm. when we did separate i didn't have any there was no one called me and said hey how are you doing yeah. or and i was really alone yeah you know and this happens so so often and you know the thing about it when we're going through it when we're in it we feel like we're alone like we are the only ones going through this but that's not the truth you know that's just a, you know the lie of the enemy right that lie of self that just says you're by you're by yourself you're this is an isolated situation you know self-doubt right starts to to kick in and um it's really just not the truth and so when you have someone that you can lean on who you can talk to um have someone who can share you know, your the vision for the future with and just couple with you and partner with you um, in that space. It's so beneficial. Sometimes, you know, and I'm, I like that you said, you know, you are careful with the wording, like as far as shunned from the church, because although it very much so feels that way, and sometimes just to be blunt, it kind of is that way. Um, that's kind of where the word came from. The spirit or the heart of the person who is creating that barrier or the separation may not be that of rejection, but out of fear for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So really what it causes is it, it causes a, a mirror for people and they look at your situation and they start thinking, oh, well, is this going to uh, affect my life in any kind of way? Is there anything that's going to change because I'm now friends with this person or I'm talking to this person. I don't want anything, you know, the, any kind of spirit or anything, any kind of experience to come into my household or illuminate something that may be, you know, bubbling in their household. So sometimes they just take the easier route, right? And most of the time, I'm not going to say all of the time, but most of the time, the women get the short end of the stick when it comes to the friendships, you know, that they're going to um, hold on to. Why that is, I'm not quite sure. Um, maybe it's just because of the standard of men in the church and the positions that they hold and kind of that, you know, they are the leader type of situation and thought process. And it's just easier for people to accept what the man says and kind of their way it just feels safer for some reason i mean the women most of the time are left feeling isolated yeah i wonder if also it's because the husbands being the leader like 
you know, if you look at Christian, the, the tears of Christian family to God, like the husband being the leader, if because other husbands are the leaders, they're like, well, the husbands stay friends. But then the wives, yeah. when that couple splits, the wife goes their separate way. And it's really mm -hmm. sad. Right. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head with that. You know, we are taught that, you know, we go where our husbands take us. And you made a comment, your husband, uh, your ex-husband, excuse me, and that separated you from the church prior to the actual separation of the divorce. Um, you hear that more often than you would hear, well, my wife separated us from the church or removed us from the church, right? So it's just one of those things that kind of are innate and, you know, uh, on the Christian community that the man's role is leadership and where they go, the family follows, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, when you're faced in a situation uh, with the situation of picking sides, so to speak, or let's just say which who you're going to communicate and con continue a, a relationship with. It is typically the man because like you said, the other husbands side more with the man and the woman is going to typically follow that, you know, and I don't like to use across the boards with everything because there's always one-offs, there's always exceptions to the rules, but I'm just talking about in general and, and more of the greater number this is what happens. So uh, the woman tends to feel isolated and not to even mm -hmm. get into who was wrong or who was right, because honestly, it does take two people for, you know, a dissolution of marriage, right? It, it, it really isn't even a factor of who did what, but there seems to be a bit more sympathy and empathy for the men's roles, um, in part that they played in the dissolution of the marriage versus mm -hmm. the woman. I right. totally agree with you there. Um, it's our roles are just very different as men and women, I feel like. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but I, I think sometimes it's just, it's the way that it is. And I think sometimes when that happens, women just have to be prepared that there is any breaking of any union is going to be difficult in many, many aspects. Can you talk to us a little bit about like, so when you and your husband split, you said that you guys had, you felt some of this in the church, but that journey, like of almost like self-discovery, would you call it that self-discovery from the time that you guys ended things to the time that you're in now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I really got to the point where I was questioning, is this for me? Is this really what God has for me? I'm not happy. This relationship is not working out of, you know, everything that I tried. And believe me, I am, I love marriage. I think it's a beautiful thing when done right, right? Um, I think that it's an amazing coming together in a union. However, just because you know, divorce is bad, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong, right? And so I struggled with that um, in the beginning as far as God. I know that you, you know, the scripture says somewhere in there that, you know, you hate divorce and the church really emphasizes on that. And sometimes I feel like that's not in context, but that's a whole other topic. 
Uh, however, my relationship and my communication with my creator, I had to really go into um, depth with that and say, okay, who am I without my husband at the time? Do I still have a connection with you, God, individually, right? And if so, I need this time to be about you and I, right? I, I know now that this marriage, this union is not going to work out with us three. So do I still have a place in your kingdom? Do I still have a place in your heart, right? So that was the first step that I had to, you know, come into alignment with. And I had to be mm -hmm. okay with that because my faith was something that was so strong for me and has been a pillar for me just my whole life growing up. Like I said, I, I grew up in the church, was a church girl, right? So that needed to be strong. And once I got that together, I, I really felt the urge to say, dig into you. I'm going to be here. So dig into you, figure out who you want to be in life, how you want to show up in life and what you want your life to look like. Yeah, that is so good. I I totally agree with you. I, I can only speak from my own personal experience, but I know for me, I have went through that same thing when I was going through divorce, like trying to discover where does that leave me and God? Um, my husband, like I never blame him completely because you said takes two. There were certain things I didn't do. I didn't uphold, you know, certain wifely duties. I've you know, maybe I wasn't there available as much as I should have been or whatever, but ultimately there was an affair that caused the dissolution of my marriage. And, mm -hmm. um, in that I, I got, I gained a deeper understanding of God, like a deeper relationship with God because I only knew God through him, but when he was no longer there now, I, it's up to me to, to, really learn God myself. And it's yeah. been a beautiful journey. And that honestly is the first step within, and even else, because I also work with women who are not, who go through divorces outside of the church too, who don't have the, the, the Christian faith like I do, right? Um, just other, just outside of the church. And even the women that I work with outside of um, the church, that's still an important factor. Maybe they uh, don't serve the God that I serve or they don't have the same outlook um, of, of God that I do, but there's always a coming to, right? There's always a higher power, a connection of higher power, whatever, however you want to look at it, how whatever you want to call that, you have to come to that point of connectivity because people are meant and we were created to have connection with something, with somebody, with something. We're not created or, or formed to be in this room or this world unconnected to something and somebody, right? So it's a grounding for us. Mm -hmm. So when you are able to connect with your higher power, that ignites something in you. And it cre what I found is it creates like a domino effect, right? It, it creates a source of trajectory for the rest of the self-discovery to come into place. It's a, uh, you know, a, a land, a takeoff space, so to, uh, you know, so to speak, right? 
So once you have that grounding, once you have that connection, you know, you're able to really look inside of yourself and ask yourself the hard questions, which is, who am I? How am I showing up in this world? Why am I showing up in this world the way that I, I am? You know, I take women through this process called the drill, right? And it really is, you know, basically a way to, you know, drop emotional tension of that anger and that frustration and that sadness, you know, and really start to release all of that guilt, you know, that maybe has been pent up for prior to your marriage, because at this point in the space that you're in, it's no longer just about the marriage, right? It's about you. And so whatever you came into the marriage with, whatever you're leaving the marriage um, with, all of those things are going to come up for you in order to shape the person that you are becoming, right? And you have to become self-aware of that. And then once you're able to drop those that emotional tension and you know really release that shame and that guilt from a lifetime of all of that, the circumstances, you're able to really imagine a new vision for you, you know, a, a new version, if you will, of you. And once you can imagine the goodness of that, you can really start living with that expectation, right? So that's pretty much, you know, the process that I, I, I take women through. And it sounds like it's, you know, so simple, like, okay. But when you really get into the program and really get down into the nitty gritty and actually, you know, um, deconstructing what that means to really identify those emotional wounds that's deep and that's hard work and you don't want to do that by yourself right it's it's a it's a, mm -hmm. a a difficult place to be but it's so rewarding at the end of it and it's necessary for the freedom that is on the other side and what happens so often is like you said i i deal with or um, coach women who are in the process of divorce, but also so many that have been divorced for five, 10, even 20 years, Amber, and they're still struggling with the same issues that they were struggling with in, within their marriage and after their divorce, you know? So it's like, if you don't do the work, you will carry it from one year to the next, to the next relationship, to the next relationship. And it really impacts your whole entire life. It doesn't just impact your relationships. It impacts your career, how you show up for other people. It impacts, you know, finances because your mindset is limited to what you think you um, expect, right, of, of self. It impacts your overall physical health. And I know you can attest to this because you are in like perfect <laughs> physical physiqueness. Um, oh. but <laughs> I love it. I look at your arms and I'm like, yes, I'm going to the gym today because Amber's arms are fire. And I, I need that in my life. <laughs> if you inspire me. So, well, thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> right. But, you know, I can look at that before, you know, and this is a great, I'm, I'm so glad that actually came up. Thank you, God, because. You know, before when I would look at some another woman's body, so to speak, when I was not in a good place, it would take me deeper into depression. But now when I look at another woman's body that I admire, it gives me inspiration. 
right? Because before I didn't know that I was worthy of that. You know, I felt like I was beneath that. I, that type of image for me wasn't obtainable for me. I wasn't beautiful like that, or that was just for them, right? But now that I know who I am and I know my worth and I know that I am the apple of his eye, right? I know that his joy is my joy and my joy is his joy, right? I feel like, yes, I can have those arms too. I can have that relationship too. I can have that career too. I can have whatever it is that God has put in front of me that I desire because that's what he desires for me to have because he knows that I'm worth it. And because he knows that I'm worth it, I know that I'm worth it, right? But that mindset can't take place when you're still holding on to past wounds and traumas that you might not even be aware of, right? Mm -hmm. There's this thing, you, like, I keep thinking in my mind as you're talking, like this thing of baggage, that's a real thing. Like we collect oh, all these these bags all along the way of our life, we collect them. And if we don't take some time to like drop them and get rid of some of that baggage, it, it can destroy mm -hmm. us. That I know one of the things for me when I was going through my divorce, I focused on me. I tried not to focus on him because we're, mm -hmm. we're part now. So what's the purpose of pointing out all the things that he did or that I felt like I was victimized or whatever? I'm like, I don't let me take and look at what I did wrong so that if I should ever get married again, I can then be a better wife the next time. Um, so I pointed every finger back at myself trying to find what the things I did that was wrong. But that baggage is a real thing. You carry that stuff around, it will kill you. And, and you're right, in every area, it will kill you in every area. Right. It, you're absolutely right about that. And it, it limits you from really living your full, you know, purpose um, in life and just feeling like you have a fulfilling life. And I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, in life. And a lot of that comes into play because they haven't taken the time to discover self, you know, and to deal with the baggage and the issues that have been haunting them for years. And they keep pushing it down and pushing it down. But what happens with, with that is when you continue to push that down, it limits your vision, right? It limits the opportunities that flow into your life. So when you are in a place of freedom, when you're in a place of good mental health and clarity, you're able to see things and appreciate things in a different way, which changes your frequency, which puts you on a different vibration, right? And it allows things to attract to you as far as opportunities and um, new way of, you know, looking at things, right? But when you're still stuck in your old habits, in your old ways of dealing with things, your old perspectives, your old ways of viewing different situations, you're always going to experience the same, right? So if you're stuck in everything that you've known, you're only going to produce more of the known into your life. But when you stop and you interrupt, you know, that mindset 
and you start looking and viewing things from a different perspective, that's when you're able to see things from a different perspective and see opportunities, see giftings, see talents, see things in a different light that you may be attracted to, right? That you would never have even seen before because you wouldn't allow yourself to see it. So it goes so much deeper than just a simple divorce, right? Just a simple, um, not that it's simple, but it goes so much deeper than just the divorce, just the breakup. You're so, you're so much more than who you are within a marriage, right? The mm -hmm. marriage does not define the totality of who you are, right? Now it can definitely emphasize but it can also be to your detriment too, as if it's not aligned correctly and if it's not for you and, and your forward movement and growth, right? So I, I, I'm not really the coach to work with women who are on the fence about getting a divorce. That's not my calling. Um, that's not what I like to speak um, to because that to me gets into more marriage counseling and things of that sort. Uh, there's different, you know, coaches that I can refer them to for that. Um, and sometimes it's not necessarily marriage counseling. It's actually, you know, counseling within your marriage, but it's just separate. Kind of like what you were saying, I, you just focus on yourself and then maybe, you know, the marriage would improve. But for me specifically, I, help people and coach people through the divorce process once the divorce is already filed, once they are sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's, you know, the journey that is best for them um, to explore or either, you know, the women who have already been divorced and really need to change their mindset around the divorce and how it's still affecting them in their day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. right. It's such a beautiful thing, like that, what you're doing, um, because I think so many women get they get caught up in that moment of like not knowing who they are and trying to discover their purpose. And you have grown. This is the thing, like especially as a Christian marriage, it's expected that a part of you has kind of morphed into a part of them. But it does not negate the fact that we are we still have our own personal relationship with the Lord. It doesn't mean that it's not painful, but it's definitely something that's up to us to discover. And there is life after divorce. And, and there's sometimes, you know, God takes you through different things. And I truly believe that marriage is like one of these things where you can hold a mirror to your face and you see a whole new side of yourself because <laughs> that person can push you, push you, <laughs> In places you're like, I didn't even know this part of me existed in there. And divorce can be the same thing. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful opportunity for people Either to way. say, let me grow. Let me see how I can grow. Let me see how I can get better from this. There's a learning yeah. lesson in everything that we go through. It is, Amber. And, you know, the thing is, that is life. And that's what makes life so joyous and purposeful is the self-discovery of self. You know, 
everyone wants this, oh, what is my thing that I'm supposed to give to the world? What am I supposed to do? I'm going to be the next Mother Teresa. I want to run for office. I want to change the world. That's all great, right? But don't forget your true purpose. Your first purpose, right, is to know thyself, is to know you, is to know the creation that the creator created, right? That is your first purpose. Your first gift, that is, you know, your present, is to know you. You're, you are a soul experiencing life on this earth, right? That is the gift of life. So appreciate that first. Individualize that first. And then everything else comes about, right? My mom um, used to have this saying, well, she still does, but she used to say it when we were little, my sisters and I. It says charity starts at home and then spreads about, right? And <laughs> and she used it wrong, right? She would use it in a way where, okay, so you need to clean the house first before you go over to someone else's house and start helping them with their chores. You need to use it, right? <laughs> right. Because you know that I love it. <laughs> right. You better make sure, you know, your family's taking care of your little sister or whomever before you start going over to someone else's house and doing that. So, but there's a lesson in that though, right? It's, you know, charity to yourself starts first. Helping yourself comes first. Putting on your own mask comes first. Pouring into self with self, excuse me, with self-care comes first. And then from that, everyone else reaps the benefit, right? And it makes giving so much easier because when you're not right within self and you're in the lack of love yourself, when you're um, lacking excitement about life yourself and joy and happiness yourself, it is so hard to be that light for someone else. And it comes off as very inauthentic, right? People mm -hmm. can read through it. You get drained, you get sick of it, you know, because you're trying to put on, right? But if you just become that person first, if you just do that work first, everything else will come into fruition for you, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I teach in, you know, my 12-week course is just that, you know, after completing the free and clear course, your heart and your mind really moves into alignment. And your confidence in self just skyrockets, right? You know, mm -hmm. your vision for life becomes more focused, you know, and you're able to achieve success in all areas, like we spoke about earlier, in love and health and career, you know? So as you become emotionally healthy and, you know, whole, you know, the beautiful life that you were meant to live really does ever come into fruition. But it does start with self, like you were saying. Do, do you find women, um, I see this sometimes, no, I wouldn't say I see it a lot, but I see it sometimes where women will want to get divorced and then immediately get back remarried. And I'm of the belief, now this is my own personal belief, but I was of the belief like, no, I need time to like heal I don't even want to date. I don't want to, I mean, and I know it's different for everybody, but I truly needed time for myself. But can you talk a little bit about that for women that maybe has gone through the pain of divorce and then 
they're like immediately searching for that right. next person. So I see it on both ends. And um, I see the women who go right into a relationship. And then I see the women who swear off men for a lifetime, right? So, but I'll, I'll speak with, speak on the, the first one, because uh, that's what you asked about. And, you know, my answer to that is just what you said. It depends. There is no one size fits all. What I will say is the one thing that never changes is the self-discovery, the internal piece that you have to go through. Now, you may be a soul that was created to partner with someone in that. You know, there are people in this world who just literally do better with someone, right? Um, that's just how it is. They receive things differently. It's just, a, it's, it's a smoother flow for them. I can't say if that's healthy or not, but what I can say with that is when you go from relation to relationship, ask yourself, am I doing this to avoid my emotions or am I doing this because this person helps me deal with my emotion and heals and helps me heal from my emotions? Which aspect am I coming from, right? Because if you're trying to cover up, if you're trying to withdraw, if you're trying to run from, then it's not a healthy situation at all because you are going to be right back in the perpetual cycle of crazy and scattered emotions, right? But now if that person truly is kind of like, you know, your ace in that time, your, you know, your shoulder, your backbone, your support, and kind of sometimes your mirror to say, hey, this is a trigger for you. This is an area that you may need to work on. And you have that love and that support. I don't care if it's two days after your divorce. If that's what you need in that situation, by all means, find your healing. Do that. And if it's, um, and now I'm not going to get into all of the other, what that looks like romantically and all of that. Um, you know, that's between you and your creator. But as far as your healing process is what I'm speaking on. It doesn't matter, Amber, but ask yourself what you're doing it for. You know, why, why is that important? That's really good. And um, that's not, you know, cause I ask, I do a lot of self-talk myself. I ask myself a lot of questions, you know? Um, and I think that I would encourage all women to, to constantly ask yourself those questions. And honestly, this is where having a coach comes in because yes. those are questions that I, like what you just said, I had never thought of those particular questions. So being able to come in and say, what am I really doing this for? Like really digging deep into your own psyche and figuring out what it is and why you, why you do what you do in every regard that relationships right. is a big part. You know, I was just speaking with um, a lady who has sworn off me because of all of the drama and trauma that all men cause, you know, in her mindset, right? In her world. But you can see when you have that mindset of all men do this, all men hurt me. Every man in my life has affected me negatively in this emotional capacity. And you're continuing to chant that, right? What energy and frequency are you putting off? What are you going to manifest in your life, right? Because that's you all attract. that is, is attraction. It's just another mm -hmm. way of saying 
attraction, right? I know and sometimes it can sound a little woo-woo in the church community, um, but manifestation and attraction and, and speaking it into existence and faith, all of those things are, you know, this one of the same. It's about where your mindset is, what you are believing, right? What you have faith for. If you have faith that you will receive nutty men, you're going to continue to receive nutty men. Right. And that's what's mm -hmm. going to be in your gravitational pool. Right. Um, but once you dig down into why do I feel this way? And what about me is attracting these particular men outside of just me simply stating that that's what it is? Is there something that I'm giving off? Is there something that I'm doing in this relationship that is promoting that type of experience? Right. When you get down into that, you're able to say, okay. I need to have some alone time um, because I understand that it's unhealthy for me to be with another person because of my expectations that may be unhealthy of other people or say of other men. And in that situation, no, it's not healthy for you to jump from relationship to relationship because you're not doing the internal work that you need to do as far as the expectation and the burden that you're putting on to someone else and expecting a different result, right? Oh, that's so good. That is so, so good. I'm in the South and the church does have some issues with like attraction and manifestation. Mm -hmm. But when I read scripture, I actually yeah. feel like he talks about this in scripture. He talks about the yeah. energies of people commingling. You know, he talks about a lot of the different things like we what we focus on we're going to attract. Mm -hmm. He tells us to focus our mind on good, healthy things, not meaningless stories. And I mean, I'm not quoting scripture here, <laughs> but you know, I think it's, it's so true. Um, and I agree with what you said as well. Like it does come with knowing where you're at. That's such awesome advice. Um, yeah, you know, there's power in that, you know, transmit your pain into power. You know, is what I, I like to, to quote to, you know, my clients, um, because we all have pain. You know, we, we all are going to go through it. It's just a natural part of our life here on earth. You know, we, we have an adversary, you know, we have um, a good and a bad, a, a, you know, good and evil, whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, but it's all about how we go through life and deal with that, right? Our perspective of how we show up in the midst of adversity. It's not a magic fix. Once, you know, some people believe that, okay, well, once I have these tools, Naima, and I go through this 12 week process, life's gonna be just great. I should have these, you know, expectations of my life just going forward. I shouldn't have to deal with these issues ever again in any relationship, right? That's not always gonna be the case, but it's your outlook, right? I deal with things every day that try to throw me off course, right? Um, but the difference is how I respond to it now, how I view it. Am I going to, some things may always be a trigger for me, may always be a trigger, right? But it's how am I going to deal with the trigger now? So, you know, personally for me, words of affirmation have always been my thing, right? My, um, you know, my, my ex-husband used to compare me, you know, to other women um, or a whole different nationality of, of women, actually. So it was 
I needed that constant validation of um, worthiness, of acceptance, right? And when I didn't get that, it triggered me to act in other ways, be it withholding my love, be it, you know, withholding wifely duties, be it, you know, having an attitude. You know, my anxiety showed up and my sadness showed up in ways that um, added to the stress of the relationship. But it was because of the trigger that I was internalizing, right? The story that I was telling myself when I didn't get that affirmation. So, and then I, you know, once I went through this journey of, you know, divorce, I actually went a little further back and noticed that it actually started with my dad right? It actually started from feeling like I needed that, you know, um, validation. And I just felt like I never got that. And it's continued on to my marriage. And even in the relationship that I'm in now, which I absolutely love and admire and is what I, everything that I want it to be. My guy would say things like, oh, well, you know, you should match this with that. Or I would think, well, he didn't say that, you know, I look nice in my dress or, you know, things of that sort. And, you know, of course, not meaning anything by it at all, but how I internalize it is negative, right? Because it's a, a trigger point to me. It's something that, you know, is something that I've dealt with um, probably, you know, my entire life from a little girl. So it doesn't, necessarily go away but now i'm able to identify it instead of mm -hmm. making the situation worse and reacting to that trigger i'm able to identify and say oh okay that made me feel away what about that made me feel that way and is that true what story am i telling my mind right um and is that story a correct story right and what do i need to do right now and what do I need to, or what do I need to say right now in order for me to feel better in this situation? Right. So it's that type of mentality and that type of self-reflection that is needed to go forward in a healthy relationship in a healthy way. But unless you have the tools to do so and the strategies and the know-how, the wherewithal, the support, and um, also just the the energy to do that, because sometimes it can be very heavy, you know, to do that self-reflection, uh, you're not gonna live out to, you know, your full potential. You're not gonna, uh, you know, achieve that healthy, happy, whole and prosperous lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. We don't wanna just become, you know, a community of women who have survived divorce. We really wanna become a community of women who thrive after divorce. It's the true essence of empowering each other as women, because we all have our own journey. It's very easy to look at somebody else and not because we don't understand. Sometimes we judge. And I think it's just, it's so much, uh, it's so much, it's just awesome when you can reflect on some of those things and, and move to a place of true empowerment and not only yourself, but in others as well. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about where they can find you? Like if they are interested in working with you, cause you're doing such an amazing thing. And I know women all over hurting, um, you know, and suffering through these things. And like you said, they need tools. Um, so where could people connect with you more? 
I'm more present on IG at um, Promolent Official. I'm also present on Facebook, but I, I like the interaction on IG a bit more. And of course, in Promolent Official on both IG and Facebook. Um, and of course, my website, pearl-moment.com. That's awesome. Tell us real quick where that the, the name come from. I know there's a meaning behind the name. Yeah. So my grandmother used to say, let me drop these pearls right on you. And so when she would, would make pearls, she would be, let me hit you to game or let me tell you, give you some advice from my wisdom, right? I'm going to give you this pearl of wisdom, right? And so when I was going through my, you know, my transition, you know, my triumph, my trauma to triumph, I remembered those were those, those pearls that she, she, it gave me throughout my life. And I said, you know what? Pearl moments. I'm like, oh, that was a pearl moment. That was a pearl moment. That, And then it just kind of became my thing. And I said, you know, this is what I want to give other women are those pearl moments. And as I began talking to other women, they also gave me those pearl moments, those aha moments, mm -hmm. so to speak. Right. And so that's just where it came from. I thought it was cute. <laughs> That's that's beautiful. I know you had shared that with me a while back of uh, uh, where that came from. I couldn't remember the exact story, but Naima, thank you so much for joining us today. I, is there anything else that you want to add before we we close up? Um, you've you've dropped so many nuggets today. <laughs> Just what a great conversation. Yeah, you know. I think that we covered so much and I'm just elated, honestly, that I get this opportunity to share my story. And if it helps one, one other woman, I feel like I, I've, I've done a good thing. Right. And, and that in itself is where I, I feel like I get my purpose from. And I'm just thankful and I'm grateful that I went through that process and I was able to turn, you know, that trauma into a triumph. And I'm able to help mm -hmm. other women do the same. It's such a blessing and it's so humbling and I'm so grateful. And um, that's it. You know, let's continue to transmit our pain into our power and glorify, right? Yeah. And lift each other up. There's so much power in that. Just being able to help the one, you know, we all need it. Sometimes we're all weak. We all have those weak moments and having someone to pull us up to be strong in those moments is powerful. So thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate you so much. And thank you. Thank you for listening to Through the Trauma Podcast. If you have found value in this episode or believe in the mission behind what we are doing, please subscribe so that you never miss any future episodes. Also, be sure to check out our transformation project at transformationthroughtraumaproject.com, where we help inspirational stories get heard on a larger scale through multiple platforms. If you know someone who can benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Until next time.